Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One flat earth truther. <laughs> and one satanic panic. One for nightly discussion on comics and your culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric. He's a good night. Professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hands Boys Comics Hour. You're home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 284. It's a pretty good number. Pretty high up there. Yeah, they just keep going up. There are still people in my life that don't know that I've recorded a single episode of a podcast. I I occasionally get people who are like, hey, you still doing podcasts? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm still doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yep, still am. Still do it. Shit ain't, shit ain't changed. Nope. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Department of Truth later on in Nerbo Book Club. All about conspiracy theories uh, and secret government agencies. Mm-hmm. And men wearing tinfoil hats. I guess man wearing mm-hmm. man wearing tinfoil hat. Oh, yes, there's there is only, and he's a doctor. He is a doctor. He did not go through eight years of of college coursework for you to call him Mister Tinfoil Hat. <laughs> he's Doctor Tinfoil Hat. Excuse he me. is fucking Doctor Tinfoil Hat, Thank and you. that is a flex, of course. Uh, that's later on. First. First, first, we're going to be talking about comic books that came out a little bit more recently. It is time for our first segment. It's time for Fobby's Four Nightly. Fobby's Four Nightly is the part show where Eric and I talk about, what, books that came out this past couple weeks? And mm-hmm. then tell you to buy or do not buy them? It's foolishness. Uh, our first book is Orphan and the Five Beasts, script, art, letters, and cover by James Stoko. So the, the Stokes. Stoko. We are Stokes. we are fan of James Stoko. We are fans. Yes, I'm. I don't. This is more James. Sto- this is a James. This is on brand for James Stoko. Nothing in this makes me go, "Oh my god, he's breaking new ground for him." This is all his. Very much his kind of thing. Mm. Uh, no orcs or or orc penises in this, but there it, are. It's not. It's not very gross. It's not. Not, it's not nearly gross as enough. gross as it as he has been in the past. There's no scrotums. No zero scrotes. Uh huh. Scrotes. Oh man, we're on a nickname basis with scrotums. Stoke scrotes. Stoke scrotes. Although thunder thighs. I was gonna I say popped, I, I pop for thunder. Thighs. How could you not for thunder thighs? I I definitely pop for thunder thighs. That's crushes blow, horses. Blowing blowing horses up with his legs. That's it. That is pretty gross. I will say. No, no, it's it is it is pretty gross. I don't like I don't like animal cruelty. But that's that's how you know he's a bad guy and he hits <laughs> he hits someone with a horse ham hock. Well, he tries. Yeah, but then our our. Our intrepid hero uh, is there. Yeah, I'm like it's this is a you know martial arts kung fu. Mm-hmm. It's also very fist of the North Star uh, yeah. with like giant men and and the, the the branded people and it it does feel very like kind of both of those worlds. Even though that is 
basically that's exactly what Fist of the North Star was. Just such a weird fucking take on it. This does feel way more kung fu movie esque. Um, you have a bearded master screaming after him, "Go and become an emissary for hell." Whatever that means. I. It's great. I don't know. I again, this is not art sell. Soko's art is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, this story is hammy and fun and knows exactly what it wants and what it wants to be. Uh, it, it it's I don't. What else would you want from this? Is when you tell me, oh, it's James Stoku. He's doing yeah. like a, a a martial arts anime manga m- movie homage with a character named Thunder Thighs who crushes horses. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's just one of the big bad guys. There's going to be a bunch of these guys. They're all going to be awesome. It's a buy. It's easy buy. Easy. I think think if I was going to offer any small criticism, I would say this one single issue, I do not like as much as other little single issues of Stokos that we've read. I do think this will shake out to be as good or as fun as anything. And if not, Stoko is one of those people that I just love so much, and his work just is kind of indispensable. Um, so I I would be a fool to say that to that I don't fully endorse this 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 ridiculous book. The first the first ridiculous book of the week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the last. I mean, this is uh, life is a parody at this point. That's a double buy on Orphan and the Five Beasts number one. Next up is Ultra Mega number one, created, drawn, and, and written by James Heron with colors by Dave Stewart and letters by Russ Wooten. This is some kind of book. This book is just is also just bananas. It is just absurd. Yeah. Somebody's like, what if Ultraman was incredibly needlessly violent? What if Ultraman also very gross? Yeah, it is, it is like it is it is violence that I'm not really accustomed to seeing in some ways. Um, there's a lot of a lot of guts in this book. There is a lot of a lot guts. of a lot of a lot of guts. And there are hundreds, if not thousands of people drowning in blood. Mm-hmm. That literally that is a that's a Slayer song. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I I it I don't again. I am the target audience for this. Mm-hmm. There is there is overlapping circles. I am in the middle of this diagram. There mm-hmm. is there is nothing that does not. I like kaiju. I like big monster men. I like body horror. There's nothing in this that I don't enjoy. Uh, it's it, pretty. It is. It is pretty horrifying. It is really. It makes gross. me sad. It makes me sad. It, it is also affecting. Like it. It is not. Yeah. I don't want to. Like I don't want to minimize the storytelling of this because it really. You do. It. It's a yes. double sized issue, and it. You get attached to these characters, and bad stuff mm-hmm. happens. It is really nice looking. It is. It's kind of a fucking banger. It's gorgeous too. Yeah, his damn, it's gorgeous. Art is just unbelievable. It's really good. Yeah, um, it's really fucking good. Um, I don't know. Somewhere I'm trying to think of, like, there's there's definitely a little bit of uh, Mike Mignola in here, but I'm trying to think who else. Like, um, like I get some Dave Johnson vibes. Like, there's there's some more. There's some there's some Kirby in here, especially with his robots. Yeah, the the, the mean mo- monsters is always Kirby for yeah. sure. 
I'm just trying to think um, who I can directly compare him to. But I mean, there's, there's the Daniel. I see the Daniel Warren Johnson with the kind of the dynamicism. Yes, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good going on here. It is a really neat looking book, um, and I'm excited for more, even though it's it's very sad and it's full of guts. <laughs> it's full of guts, uh, but fucking stuffed full of guts. It's really, but there's it. It really does a lot, especially the double size really really helps it. Really, it's yeah. even like. It's like more like triple sized almost really. It's like sixty plus pages. Um, but you get a whole establishing story full of great art mm-hmm. and uh you get a, a grasp on the a really good grasp on the status quo and it's just this wonderful. Uh I'm a buy. Yeah, absolutely. Double buy, ultra mega number one. Uh next up is Carmen number one, story and art, Guillaume March. Uh I will say, let's see, Colors Assistant, Tony Lopez, Translation, Dan Christensen. Um, I knew nothing about this comic uh, when I bought it, Eric. I saw some pieces. I saw the art, and mm-hmm. I was like, this looks interesting. I have no idea what this is. Let's read it. I I think I think I still don't know what this is. I don't either, honestly. Like, it's, um, it's weird it is, as hell. Yeah, it is interesting that it says, um, what was, what line? I mean, if I was going to throw... Uh, a culture out there okay with a name like guillem march i mean I, would i be remiss to say this was translated from french is this a french comic uh he is it's fucking no, he weird is, enough he is spanish he is spanish. spanish that would have been my second guess just because i feel like maybe he's a an acolyte of um um jodorowsky the fucking maniac this feels very inspired uh by mobius it's also like senselessly horny as fuck. The girl like sits on the toilet and farts a whole bunch. This is just so full of weirdness. And then we just follow a bunch of characters around like they're just naked mm-hmm. for the whole story. Um, I don't think anything that happens in this story or any of the hardly any of the words that are said matter. Um, and an old man wipes a booger on a wall. He does. It's it's simultaneously horny and gross. Like it just mm-hmm. is like full on like, like it is like oh it's just like oh, like they're following I who I think is death. Yeah, I guess. And then she's a she, either this, that or that's that is um the hamburger mascot from Wendy's. But then that she's just, be, she's just, she's just, there's just a naked lady that she just is like, I guess died or is semi dead. And yeah, she just floats around naked for like half the mm-hmm. comic book. Um, she points her butt at the, at the camera a lot. Mm, yep. Um, it's beautiful. Art's, art's very gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know if that's enough for me to recommend it. It's if you. It's very beautiful, though. <laughs> I, don't know I, what to say. I I like it. Um, I would buy a trade of this, and I would I would I would not read it though. <laughs> Just look at it. Um, you yeah, no, exactly. It. You're like, like it, it, that's nice. That looks pretty. No, exactly. This is this is right there in the zone, um, with stuff like um, Virgin of the Sacred Heart. You know, mm-hmm. just pure garbage that's drawn by a fucking virtuoso, um, and that 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 that's kind of what's going on here. 
you know, when 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 Mobius would draw horny shit, I loved it. Um, this just looks really nice, and it's doing a lot of really neat things, but it is senseless, and there's, like, I feel no attachment or interest in any of the characters at all. I just want to watch them bumble around. It's very, I mean, dr- very dreamlike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and it, I, I, I guess that that is intentional, mm-hmm. uh, given that's like whatever this little, this little zippy zoppy, uh, frame thing that they're doing, like the the little molecules or yeah neurons or that it's doing in the beginning and end. Um, is can I ask? I'm gonna ask you: Is this is it me or is it just the lettering's really small in this? The lettering's really small in this. Okay, it all it also is a pretty difficult font to read. Um, it's very small. I mean, like I had I, to, I, I, had, get to, I had to go to the guided view uh, to be able to read this. I mean, like I get it. It's the art's really pretty. You don't want to necessarily cover it up, but I mean you. You can't, you, if there were more text bubbles or if they were bigger, you wouldn't be able to see that girl's ass as much. I guess that's fair. There's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of ass in this book. There is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I Im- imagine if that lady was not a skeleton, she wasn't yeah, there, wearing a Halloween be, costume. There would, that, right, there would be even more, even more ass and boobies in this book. Um, I, I basically the the two main core people in this comic are just two nude women having a conversation and being invisible. <laughs> yeah, it's um, really when you put it that way, you're like, okay. Um, I think I don't know. It's very pretty. It is nonsensical. I'm thinking I'm with you. When it's like, wait for the trade and buy it and yeah, it, keep it on your shelf. And this yeah. is this is a this is a hey, look at this weird shit book. Isn't this pretty? Uh, which I I appreciate those. I will say, um, this artist is also obsessed with butts. So even the clothed women, there's there's definitely some like let's put the camera looking right up her ass for no reason. It's a it's a it's a tiny bit shameless, boys. It's not a little tiny bit. It's very shameless. Uh, that's I, like, I we've we have looked at more shameless shit. Than oh, those. oh, it's I mean yes, it, there's there's always worse. <laughs> there's this, always more. This, this has this has I think the this comes off more artistic. I think. Yeah, I agree. Than with that. A lot of. It's not, I mean, and I, this is not to say that this artist or Linnell Francis Hugh or any of these people are necessarily better or worse than anyone else. Um, but like, like when it, like when he does it, it's just like, kablam, there's an ass, you know, kablam. this one, this one has definitely got some kablam ass going on in it, but it does feel a little bit more like looking at softcore porn in a, in a, in a, in a museum, you know? Um, there's there's fine delineations to make. Mm-hmm. I I I I speak of this as a as a a, a gentleman connoisseur of uh, erotica. That's a double wait for trade on Carmen number one. Yeah, I'm I'm not a, I can't I can't in good conscience say <laughs> go spend your money on this weird book. Uh, next up from the same artist is the Joker number one. Uh, James Tinian, written by James Tinian the Fourth, art Guillaume March, colors Arif Prianto, letters Tom Napolitano, and here Eric. All right, mm-hmm. 
I again, I just went, okay, it's a Joker comic. Let's buy it and hate it. It's ultimately what's going to, let's like, I assume it's going to happen. We're going to go another Joker book, but yeah, this is just them titling a book about Gordon, the Joker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. He's going after the Joker, but the Joker barely is in this really. It's mostly Gordon. I mean, I couldn't have, I couldn't have. I couldn't have told them to write a better Joker book. He's not even fucking in it. He shows up once, like, he's, like, in a couple of nightmare sequences of Gordon's, and he's in, mm-hmm. like, the last page or something, but it's, no, it's a it's about Gordon and, and him, like, going to hunt down the Joker. And, like, for that, yeah, this, I like this. This is, I'll mm-hmm. take this. This is exactly it's, what I want, it's, honestly. It, it's not bad, for sure. Um, God almighty, is this really the same creator? Same artist. He was really, he is really phoning it in for this book by comparison. I mean, probably like, like one is his passion project, and the other is a, a paycheck, which that's just sort of what happens. It does not look anywhere near on the same level. Either that, or does he have a, a different anchor? Is there an anchor? Is two two people doing pencils? there he does some of the inks okay so it's he does he does all of his own pencils and inks on this i would say it is nowhere near as nice looking as the other book it is kind of still pretty horny though (laughs) Mm, that that jim gordon all those Mm -hmm. jim gordon miranda shots that's true i believe they uh, don't we get a shot of his ass oh i don't know i want to say that there is i just i was that was a joke on my part i have no idea there is a I, there is I a Miranda really shot good. for the the lady the the mis, this mysterious yes. lady, which is not really that gratuitous, honestly. Um, it is a little gratuitous, but there are I don't know. It, after after I saw like this is like and one she's like a femme fatale anyway, so I'm like oh that mm-hmm. makes sense. But also after seeing the Clayman shot of like the of whatever the Batman Catwoman's daughter in the future from that book this is so tame we need to (laughs) this is nothing um but this is like this is if this is what this book is gonna be is it if it suddenly doesn't change like an issue two and three where it's suddenly oh it's all the joker or if it continues to follow gordon around as he's not a cop anymore and he's going after trying to hunt down and kill the joker and it's an exploration of his character and trauma and evil and all that stuff yeah all that's solid yeah that's good i like that yeah, I that's my and that's mostly my reservation. Like, is this book perfect? No, problem. No, not perfect, but I it's good and it held my attention and I think it's well written. I honestly, mm. I just don't know. Like both this and the Justice League book that we're about to review, I don't these pack up stories. Like, why? Why are they in here? Just give it to the give those you extra know. like twelve pages to the original story or whatever. Well, there to justify the new six dollar price. You're right. That is exactly true. I just wish it was more of this story and less of I don't care about punchline. I just don't care um, at all. But 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 save punchline. Don't you see the TikTokers all have the shirts? I'm. I, I here here is actually I and like you mentioned the higher price point, Eric. Mm-hmm. Honestly. For most of these DC books that are going to cost $6 an issue or $5 an issue or whatever they are and include a backup story that I don't really care about, I'm mm-hmm. going to say buy this in trade. Yeah. Because this is like the how... jo- this this Jim Gordon Joker story is is fun and good. 
But the backup story, do not care. And if that's what they're using to justify the extra dollar or two, no thanks. It's anything to kill the uh, to kill their market a little faster, you know. Uh, let's if you let's, if you if you run your business into the ground, then you can just go home. Let's that's, that's let's, how that let's works. Let's shrink that comic book those comic book uh, store buyers even further. Let's just raise the prices and see how small it'll get. The how many people will shell out eight dollars for every issue? Here's a here's a question. The model in Japan for a book like Shonen Jump is you pay however much. Like, let's say it's $10. Uh, it is like, I don't know. Let's say it's 5 to 10. They're printed on relatively cheap paper. They're black and white. They come out every week or every other week or whatever. And they're the same stories that you would read here but you get that much value for your money. Is that worth it to you? Is that a thing? Is that a product you would be interested in from Marvel or DC for your, 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 your Wednesday reads? I don't know. I think it's worth, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd be curious. I would see if it would work. I don't know. Me personally, I would love that. I mean, if, if, if Marvel or DC were releasing one or two collections and I could get all the stories for like ten dollars a month and i could read everything Mm -hmm. that would be amazing you know and you can save the i mean you you would have a reason to republish because you could get all those great colorists you could let them work a little bit slower and have it just be for the trade you don't have to print it on expensive paper i mean it fucking it's a great business model for jump i don't i don't think Marvel and DC would ever do that. I don't think they want to do anything that will make them more money or actually change any sort of <laughs> paradigm. They just want to they just want to publish progressively worse and worse shit and blame social justice warriors for no one reading comic books. When they cost, you know, six dollars an issue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Six fucking dollars. Fuck you with this shit. <laughs> That's ex- every 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 single part of like your whole workflow has gotten cheaper, and you're paying your artists fucking nothing. There was, uh, it's not too long ago, DC's uh, famous motto: "Holding the line at two ninety nine." Yeah, right. Yeah, not yeah. even close. Not, not, not even. even not, they're holding the line at twelve ninety nine. We have we're here. This issue's eighty five. Eighty five pages. It it costs twelve dollars. None of the stories are good. Uh, that's a double. Are you? What are, are you? What are you? Are you waiting for trade on this too, Eric? Or are you? Uh, or you buy? You know, I feel like that's a good question. I do think that I am more of a trade weight on this, even though this particular issue is really good, and I am really interested. So I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence on this, honestly. But when I when I recollect my thoughts, I could honestly stand to see this. To see what happens like next month, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, so I my 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 interest is peaked that much. So that's where I'm at. Okay, uh, that's a not quite a split decision. One's one's one. We got one buy, one wait, one wait for trade. No, I'll 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 go buy. I'll go. I'll just go full on buy for that. That's what I'm saying. You're the buy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wait. Ah, okay. I'm gonna wait. I like. I think this okay. is good, but I don't want to read a backup story. I don't want to pay extra. I'll, I'll pay the. I'll mm-hmm. buy a trade. Let me buy oh, a trade. Oh yeah, no, this is worth. 
Okay, okay, fair. This is not worth six bucks. That's the thing, like... This is not worth six Give me bucks. 30 pages of this story, I'll pay $6 for it. I'm not going to yeah. pay $6 for 20 pages of the story and 10 pages of a no. punchline story. I don't care about. I don't care about punchline. I don't care your your dumb social media villain is the stupidest thing in the world. Um, So, double wait for trade. <laughs> hey, guys, it's punchline. Gonna murder some dudes. Punchline is Belle Delphine. That's the, that's the oh, fucking. Oh no! That's my hot take. Oh god! Uh, our last book is Justice League number fifty nine, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art David Marquez, colors Tamara Bonvillain, letters Josh Reed. This also has a backup story with uh, Constantine and Zatanna. Um, David Marquez, good. He 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 can draw. Just let you. I'll say that mm-hmm. he can draw. Um, he can he can draw Superman looking longingly mm-hmm. at Black Adam. Yep, it's like, hey Adam, why don't you stop there for a second? Mm-hmm. Let's talk this out. Jesus God! Oh no, the Minotaur man is not a good guy. Could have fooled me. Um, this issue feels like it's over before it starts. Um, that's my complaint about it. It's okay. just, I just, so, it's, I just feel like I, I open it up and then I'm like, oh, it's over. Do you know how, how, uh, chewing gum comes in different flavors? Like you have original flavor mm-hmm. and there's like cinnamon flavor. Ooh, no. no and thanks. then like there's a, a grape flavor or Ooh, whatever. I, lo- I love grape. Big fan okay. of grape. This comic is, uh, already been chewed flavor. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah. Um, it is amazing you can take good things and make bland blandy blandness out of it i i do i feel like i am i'm chewing a a gray wad of gum it it's like silly putty flavored (laughs) there it's i was like it's probably michael bendis writing the justice league i'm like i that i nothing happens nothing Nothing happens happens. nothing happens as i i really enjoyed a lot of brian michael bendis's avengers run which a lot of people hate I enjoyed a quite a bit of it. I loved him bringing back the century. Um, I think David Marquez draws the hell out of this, but mm-hmm. I like. I don't think that, I don't think he decides the words in here, and I don't think he gets to decide like what happens on the page and what happens. Whose it, decision was it to to have those to have Superman? giving those handsome homoerotic glances at black Adam. that probably is marquez i'm assuming that is marquez okay. doing that um which so I'm, he's he's doing it that's the best part of this like if that this is, bo- this is boy band superman yeah he's that's he's, what's happening he's very handsome um mm-hmm. i'm like again like it it there are four double page spreads um and they look great, but not a lot happens on them. One of them is just, here's the Justice League. They are here. They are here. They are. Um, and there's a lot of Black Adam in this because The Rock's about to be Black Adam. So Black Adam's mm-hmm. going to be in the Justice League. He has not shaved his head yet. Not yet. I'm surprised it's not it's not happened. There's yet. gonna be it's gonna well it's he's not gonna shave it, Eric. He's gonna get blasted with some sort of like cosmic fireball or something. Of course, uh, and it's gonna get seared off. And then he'll also have darker skin. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll get tanned from the yeah whatever the cosmic radiation is. And to be fair, Black Adam is also is like you know fake like a fake Middle Eastern country. 
Kondok, so technically he should be, I would think he would be darker skinned already, but whatever. Um, this is that, yeah, it's pretty, but there's just nothing in it. Like, it's just a bunch of, like, it's not offensively bad, but it's also, that's also like, like, it is offensively bland. It is offensively bland. I think that's a very good way to put it. I'm a do not buy on this. Yeah, no thanks. Maybe if like I, the backup story is actually more interesting to me in this in this issue, but it's also it like also 10, is 000... really nice looking. Yeah, it's it looks great. There's but there's like ten thousand things that happen and and they have to make it happen in eight pages. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, this needed more pages. No one, no one is ever buying a fucking issue for the backup. I mean, if it ain't on the cover. You that ain't why you buy him a fucking thing. No, you don't care. It is it is something extra that you probably don't give two shits about. It's it's if it's it's basically like, uh, maybe if you're a rich person, you're gonna like, oh, I really want that backup story. I'll pay six dollars for this. Who cares? Six dollars doesn't exist to me. Um, rich people don't buy comics. You buy comics, you're a pro by definition. Uh, rich people buy original comics art that's what mm-hmm. they do apparently you, i mean oh my god you follow those comic the different comic art sellers and there are a slew of people who spend like fifty thousand dollars a year in in those sites yeah i know they need to they need to start buying shit from me <laughs> i think uh, that's the only that's the only reason that that comic artists of renown actually make a good living it's through it probably ain't from the commissions either, even though a lot of them work like fucking like monsters. It's from reselling their pages. They're like, oh, let me hide Batman in this page so it'll sell for $600 instead of $300. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know, God bless. I respect the hustle. Wish people were paid for their work that yeah. generates a revenue and a living for other people. Yeah. And artists always get the fucking shaft. It's almost as if I have strong opinions about this. That's a double do not buy on Justice League fifty nine. <laughs> you don't, and it's, it, don't worry. No, we will no. We will probably ne- never read another Brian Michael Bendis Justice League unless it's a really slow week. Maybe then. I mean, I can't think of. Um, I don't even. I don't even dislike Bendis, but the even the even the sentence, you know. Even the phrase Brian Michael Bendis Justice League book, I'm already falling asleep. You're apparently all of the DC executives are right along with you because I've heard some stories already of him falling out of favor uh, with DC. Mm, they were all excited about him, but what has he done? What has he done good for the company? Nothing. I mean, he wrote Superman, but they didn't. They didn't, it does not sell like you know when he moved to. You know, when he did Avengers, when he did X-Men for the first time, they were, everyone was very excited. Everyone bought all the books. And now the luster is worn off. Um, let's move on. We can move on, Eric. Mm. To our next segment. Move on. Move on. It's time for checking move in. On. Checking in is the part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been doing for the past couple weeks. A lot of stuff. All the stuff we do. Things we, mm-hmm. things we like and don't like. And art we make. That stuff. Um, I don't really have much. I believe you have something pretty important to talk about. Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah, I have a book. You do you should, not? Do you, sh- you should go do you, buy do it. Not, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you taking notes from Yusuf? <laughs> that's that's you, you popped me with that. Um, yeah. I have a book out. 
Uh, I've mentioned it previously on this podcast. Now it is out, available on Amazon.com. It's called Regrowth. It is uh, Cronen- Crichton meets Cronenberg. That is my my little my my elevator pitch slogan for it. Set in a near future underground lab. Plus, Elon Musk is in it. He's the bad guy. Excuse me. It's uh, Tesla. It's it's Eaton Shaw. It's Eaton Shaw. Legally distinct. Totally different Tesla, guy. It's Tesla Stinky. That's his name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is. It is. It, the, 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 the antagonist is a uh, the wealthiest man on Earth. Uh, it, it's a it's, it's it's a really fun story. I wrote it because uh, I wanted to write some, as I believe I mentioned Eric last year, uh, I wanted to write some Akira shit, was mm-hmm. my way I said it, and that is what, there's some Akira shit in this book. If you like that, you'd Sweet. like, you'll like Regrowth. Um, it is also very much like science fiction, Michael Crichton, near future technology stuff, and uh, it is also a pandemic book set in like a near apocalypse Earth uh, it's on Amazon. I'll have a link in the show notes for you to buy it. I'd love for you to go buy it and then read it and then love it and then leave me a great review because early reviews mm-hmm. really help me out. I'm also moving, so I can tell. I can talk about IKEA furniture. Tell me, tell me how 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 deep into moving are you? Uh, this, I was gonna. I was even thinking about asking you off the air this Saturday. Um, the moving trucks will be here. Oh really? How, by the is end that, of the is month, is that like is is it like the final move? So I guess yes. like I guess it is coming up on the end of the month. So that makes sense. Yes, we will be out of here by the end of the month uh, into our house, the house we own, and uh, we are getting it ready as best we can. It is all I've been doing is just going over to the new yeah. house and building new furniture and cleaning it up and getting it ready and putting in installing being a dad installing mailboxes very exciting yeah i built we have a, a are you familiar with the the calyx ikea shelves yes i don't say them that way but how do yeah. you say it calyx 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 i don't Ka- know cal i don't know either honestly but we have I mean, a, do i do i look like a swede to you i mean you could if you don't without if you don't say anything yes you're i a, guess that's you're fair. a big you're a big pale white guy well, I mean, I will say everywhere I went in Europe, people did just come up to me speaking whatever language they just they just assumed I spoke whatever. Yeah. Did not look out of place there. Um and when you then you talk and you're like, Oh, that's you're not no, of course not. You're not What did you say? Well that's some kind of crazy boom language. Oh, <laughs> But uh, we uh, we I made it. I built a Wallex, which is a wall of Calyxes. Well, God bless. Yeah, that sounds good. That's going to store all of our things, uh, basically in the house. <laughs> not that's not true, but uh, we are getting everything ready. So I don't. Have it'll any... it'll 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 take care of your junk. No, I'm I am inheriting the current Calyxes we have in, in this house, and the mm-hmm. new Calyxes are going to go out into. Uh, the the main... they're for they're, they're they're the those are the company calyxes. <laughs> those are for for board games and video games and stuff that are going to mm-hmm. be out in the main area, not my comic books. Also for the also for the cats to sleep in. There, I mean, there literally are IKEA sells cat bed added adapters for that mm-hmm. for that wall for that shelf. And my wife did go. Should we get some of those? And I'm like, 
if we buy them, the cats will never use them. Yeah, they like you put a you put that on the thing and you put a box on the floor. They're going to the box. If I have a shelf that is half filled with comic books, they will happily jump into that shelf. If I put a uh, if I put if we set aside one of those little shelves for the cat and have a bed in it, they will never sleep in that bed. Mm-hmm. They'll stare at me and meow like I'm an idiot. Um, Eric, what have you been doing? Okay. Um, so you asked me that question and I forget how to make words. Uh-oh. I built a new PC. Oh, nice. It's been very hard to get parts for shit. Mm-hmm. And I still don't have the video card that I want. Um, and you, Robbie, have been privy to some of this fucking ridiculous story. Uh, but like I, you know, when I was shopping around for parts back when I was picking out my processor there, we were still having a chip shortage. So there were no processors. Uh, but I found one in a micro center in New York and I called friends that live in New York. So they bought it and shipped it to me. Um, so I had, I had that and the one video card that I could get, which is like what, I don't know what it is. It's an older GeForce like a, a 1060 or something. It's not an amazing card, but it has four gigabytes of video memory. So it is probably about twice as good as the garbage 1030 that I had in, uh, in my old studio computer. But it's, it's got RGB everything. So it's like a fucking disco inside my computer. And it's amazing. I'm real happy. I can actually do shit. Like I, I won't have to. I won't have to. Uh, I mean, I fucking have sixty-four gigs of RAM in it. That's a lot. Which is pretty awesome. It's a lot I'm of RAM. Pretty happy with it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Because um, uh, I, I mean, I kept running into bottlenecks for everything when I was making a, a video illustration, like an animation, as an MP4. Um, it just wouldn't render stuff. It would crash. It would have this problem or that problem. And, you know, now I don't think I'm going to have that issue. So it's a good machine for that. I can actually stream video games now. Ooh. Um, yeah, I did my first video game stream on my Twitch channel. Well, no, not really my first because I streamed 3D Sin, but it's a fucking NES emulator. <laughs> um, but I did my first video game stream this past Sunday. I streamed Celeste. There were no issues. There were actually more issues when I was using uh, fucking, um, what was I doing the day before? Okay, no, I did a stream. I did a stream where I was just drawing and it was, uh, I was doing a piece of fan art for a a, uh, a group that I'm on on Facebook. Um, so that is also available for the, they, it was just, I don't know. It's It's cute, actually. Like a bunch of the people in the little community wanted to do like a little fan art festival. Um, this guy is like kind of reviled and I kind of don't understand why. Like he's perfectly fine, but he's one of those people that's just like a hate magnet. His name is Vosh and a lot of people despise him. He's more or less fine. <laughs> I don't understand what people's problem is. I don't, I'm not like necessarily in love with him. I think he's okay. I just happened to join this Facebook group and it turned out that it was just like amazing and full of super cool people. And it's like the, the most wholesome fucking environment. So they invited me to, to do this silly art festival thing. 
Um, and I did, you know, and I streamed the whole thing. It was really fun. So that was Saturday. And then Sunday was a game stream. Um, I'll tell you what, in addition to that, this is a thing that you and I have not talked about, but I think you'll find it interesting. Um, I got invited by my, um, my developer friend, Will Jardine. He's got a really cool website, uh, willjardine.com, but I got invited by him. He's been talking to me about making some games together for a while. And he said, why don't we do a Ludum Dare game jam? And it's like two or three days you work on stuff over just that period and then you put it out there and people vote on what's the, you know, which is the the best game or whatever. Um, so it's going to be me and Will. And I have also recruited uh, Mr. Yusuf Danik, uh, who did our the theme music for our podcast, as well as many of Robbie's other podcasts. He did the music for it. But uh, Yusuf will be doing as much as he can, uh, composing some music and doing sound design um for the games as well so i'm pretty excited about that we're gonna do that it's about 25 days from now um we can't really do any prep work it's kind of not in the spirit of the thing but it should be really cool i'm really excited about it fun mm-hmm. i wanted to watch your celeste stream but uh i had to build a bed and that's fair you know sleeping is good there is a vod you can Oh, that's watch true. It at your, you can watch demand. it at your leisure. I'll yes. have I'll have a hockey game. That is game. what the last two letters of that means. I'll have a hockey game up on one screen and then you on the other screen. I'm going to, I might actually, because I'm wanting to play more Celeste, I might actually, if we finish up early enough, I think I might stream just because I want to finish Celeste or at least play a little bit more. And since I started it on stream, there's no sense in not finishing it. You know, got to get people closure. It's very important. Mm-hmm. It's like ending a pop song three you know, two minutes and 45 seconds in and right on the, right before it, you finished the course the last time. True. Need that. True. Um, you ready? You want to talk about some, some truth? Eric? I, how about the department of it? Oh, okay. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. I mean that really. The department of truthiness. Oh no. You said the word. I say lots of words. That's fair enough. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerbo Book Club. Nerbo Book Club is the part show where Eric and I sign a longer collective work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. This week we are discussing The Department of Truth by James Daniel IV and Martin Simmons. We had read the first issue back, I don't know, seven months ago or whenever it came out, and uh, revisiting the first trade. What do you think, Eric? I like this. Um, it's weird. It's fun. I feel like it's Tenyon kind of at his best, honestly. It, it feels very good and very interesting and very artistic in exactly the kind of comic booky way that I want. Do you know what it makes me think of that it, it it's like this, but is like a better, like more, more sophisticated and more socially conscious 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 a socially conscious version of i'm waiting pins and needles the, the nightly news yeah i think yeah i can yes i agree with that yeah because it it has a lot of the same 
like cultural criticisms and even does like photo pastiche or not pastiche, maybe not. That's the right word, but you know, like photo composites and, and does like the weird Xerox thing. And it's got like the gritty sort of media stuff, except nightly news was very slick and early two thousands Z feeling. Um, nightly news is very much. We exist in a culture. Kind yeah, of. yeah. 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 Yeah, this we, is we live, in, we live in a culture. We live in a culture, and this is much, much a little bit more nuanced and mm-hmm. more mature. It's more nuanced, even though it has a devil with a star on his face. Yes, eating a baby. Eating it does. I mean, yeah, it eats a baby. He literally eats a baby multiple times. Um, so it's a. I mean, it certainly is. It's the, it's the baseline concept of this. That the world is shaped by thought, and if people are too conspiratorial, th- the conspiracy becomes reality. A belief shapes the world. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, I mean, I guess I guess they in the first issue they whatever the the term is I don't know what it is um, off the top of my head. Were you talking about uh, the the word tulpa? Is that what you're talking about? Tulpa was ex- in de- indeed what I was looking for. Okay. Um, but it, it 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 does. Okay, I remember what I was going after. It was that um, it was that um, it's sort of like Sandman, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. You know how gods exist because of belief. You know, taking the sort of idea and putting it on its head. Um, at least in terms of. You know, you think that it's it's people believe in gods that exist, but gods sort of exist. And it, it's I don't know. It's it's interesting that way. Um, but we're also sort of towards the end here. The waters get muddied um, and they, they you start to you start to get some some doubt on, you know, who's who? Who's really a good guy here? We get some nuance on. Oh, hey, this Department of Truth is another exercise in American imperialism, mm-hmm. um, which is not a thing I was expecting to be laid on me there towards the end. Um, I kind of like it, and I'm really curious where they're going to go with this. No, it it is. I mean, I, I have a book out uh, called Truth, mm-hmm. and that... I and I've it, that was written in my like about my fears that mm-hmm. the, about how can you know what truth is? How do you how how do you digest and consume mm-hmm. any kind of news resource, any kind of reporting, and figure out what the actual truth is, what is, where is opinion, where is fact, and where does it lie when there are so many people who are bending it in various ways, sometimes in ways even that maybe are towards your belief, and it's a blind yeah. spot for that fact. Yeah. And this 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 book does a really good job at at basically building building a very a relatively digestible way to deliver that fear 
and because mm. this is this is a horror story in a lot of ways. Uh, it is it's it's it is political. It is a, it is a thriller. It is uh, you know, but Tinian he is a he's a horror writer, and there is that part of it that I, like that a lot of this a lot of these a lot of these uh, pages where they div- kind of some of the issues kind of like dig down into specific conspiracies and they kind of follow a specific person. There's one in particular is the, the mother of a child who's been killed in a, in in a a mass shooting. Yeah. She's a, she's the Sandy hook mom. Yeah. And about the, it it kind of digs down into false flag upper of the accusations of false flag operations and crisis actors and all that bullshit. And it it is the way it it works so well because it can work within the rules of this book where if you convince someone well enough to believe in something, it suddenly becomes true. If you get enough mm-hmm. people to believe in any of these stupid conspiracies, suddenly they are the truth. And also is it very effective at demonstrating how you can radicalize someone, how with the proper with by hitting them the right way with the right kind of information, information that could even be seductive to them in the right way, because the way they get to this woman is if this is all fake, your son is still alive. Yep. It's just like 1984. It's not, but that's (laughs) what everyone says these days. But it's it knows how to. I mean, and that's how you know the those kinds of stories always uh, interest me, regardless of kind of the story that the context of the story, the greater story they're in is story because stories of radicalization and how you turn people uh, into like a functionally a terrorist or a, or a a radical of any kind, and this story is doing this in in multiple ways. Because our main character, that is, he is being, he is, it starts with him being like, we want you for this secret organization. This is a real threat. Like, he starts a story by seeing this happen. He sees this flat earth conspiracy starting to come true because there's enough belief in it. And he recognizes the danger in that, but he himself is being also pulled to that same kind of radicalization where he is, we see him kill two journalists because they're a threat. Enemy of the people. But are they? And they work with this husband. And it's, you know, and it, I think it it never, despite the fact that it, it at a surface level it could be really ridiculous, like, oh, it's the Department of Truth and Lee Harvey Oswald is the, is the, 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 the leader and like all that, like it feel it, it could easily shift tone and be ridiculous and silly. It never does. It holds everything very seriously. It, mm-hmm. it, it makes it, it scary. It makes it eerie. Like be, in a way that a lot of horror stories never do to me. I, I don't, everything I, about this book is like really amazing. Like you would think that this would be a hard tightrope to walk but i the the art and story do a remarkable job of really conveying the right tone and atmosphere and feeling uh because you're right it is like it's tense it's very suspenseful um and the horror stuff is it it it's good horror it's good suspense it's really fucking compelling and it 
and it and it manages to always layer in just enough i don't know i hesitate to use the word character but it has like to a kind of low level grounded life mm-hmm. to make these people feel like real people yeah. Like, you know, they go get pancakes. We we see scenes with the main character and his husband. We, you know, we have, you know, the 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 scene where he brings them coffee and one of the one of their he spills it on himself. Spills coffee on himself and one of the ladies, one of their uh I believe it's the hacker girl yeah. character that was introduced earlier. Yeah, she's It is it is difficult to Yeah, it is difficult to say um because there are some of the characters like her that aren't given enough like establishing shots that you get a really good sense of the way that they look. But she's like, mama needs her gasoline when she gets Mm -hmm. a coffee that is six shots of espresso with some coffee mixed in. Um, But those are kind of interspersed to give this, to ground this, to make it feel real. These are real people and this is a real job. This is not uh this is not the Manhattan projects. You know, that's what this would be if you pushed it farther. It's very much like this is it's secret government stuff, but it's also ridiculous and violent and maybe it's suspenseful, but it's suspenseful in a completely different way. But this feels real and it feels dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually the most important thing because it is it feels real because it feels like this is stuff I see every day. Where you see news reports where you see people who are clearly radicalized and like spouting off nonsense back and forth to each other. And you're, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I, I like, and in this case, like, what do you do? Like, how do you deprogram someone like that? It's a, it's a common discussion these days. I think, um, you know, as we do talk about, we talk about people kind of coming out of, QAnon and these these um, these sort of semi cult things. Um, do you ever have you ever watched Innuendo Studios on YouTube? So. No, I don't think so. It's it's really good, um, and he's done more than one video. Um, I think the place to start with his material is how to radicalize a normie, um, and it's it's a I don't know. I've been interested in it for years. I think ever since. Um, I don't know, probably ever since the new atheist movement and jihadists and things. And one of the things that's absolutely the scariest, you know, we we even think about these kind of people that are susceptible to to uh, radicalization. We think of them as stupid people and they're not. They're actually very smart people. It just it's just scary what um, charismatic people with the right playbook can do to folks um it has always fascinated me um and by god if we had a, an amazing uh years-long experiment of it the past uh the past half decade or so and this comic manages to make it both textual and subtextual like there there mm-hmm. is a by i think by obscuring it Basically, through this this Department of Truth, by making it more, more than just oh, it's bad that people believe in conspiracy theories, it's it 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 makes these kind of abstract conspiracy beliefs and these cults that spring up about all of them 
it makes it it kind of it, it zooms out a little bit and makes them easier to to analyze and look at because you're not really worried about them in the micro. You're worried about this conflict between the department and the black hat and what they are and the, you have the uh the, the the history the backstory of our main our main protagonist of Cole of uh what of the satanic panic and I think that's the thing that I I know I it's interesting to me that's the thing that it was keyed in on him with the monster and the the satanic panic is the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory that that is the because that it's always the most ridiculous aspect of when I hear about Pizzagate or QAnon or any of these conspiracies. It's always like, oh, there's Satanists and they eat babies. I'm like, yeah, you're what? <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that they the the that they key to our main character is oh, no that there is some monster that he saw that eats a baby and he thinks it's real and you're like. And then there is that is the one thing I'm confused about, and and maybe it's just because this it's meant to be a little bit nebulous at this point because it is only the first trade, but it's that it's how you know he talks to uh, the the leader of the black hat uh, group in his apartment in the like is that the last issue or the the next to last issue I think, um, and he talks about oh we we created this figure. And and I'm and and then summon he then he summons it like right away. Is that what happens? Is he summon that monster or is that just Cole seeing it? I I don't know. Okay, I don't either. I was. I guess it is supposed to be like whatever. I don't know. I think I mean it's it is nebulous because a lot of this stuff, a lot of the things in this book are about like are about if you believe it, it is real. And well, he certainly believes that that thing is real, even though he's he doesn't want it to be, and multiple times tries to tell himself it's not real. But I think that was there's a I think you can get away with it when it is I don't know there everything in this book is kind of a metaphor a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. There's so you can kind of just hand wave away a lot of things you see. And certain, and some of these are things that are, they clearly are just cliffhangers. They, you know, they're going to answer these questions later on. You're like, who's that lady in the red dress? And you know, why has Cole been targeted his whole life? What's so special about him and all that? But I'm pretty sure that we'll get the answers for that eventually. You know, it's not a thing that I would have picked up on, but having you said it, it does make a lot of sense um, that Cole himself is being radicalized. Can we talk about like he's being cut off from um, his friends and family with the overwork, and he's kind of caught in this this pattern of uh, with with Oswald, the director, um, you know that he's like belittling him, and then he's uh, treating him different. It's like this this pattern of um, reconciliation. Mm-hmm. All these things are 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 very common i mean both with that's an interesting thing from innuendo studios where he talks about how cults are like an abusive relationship that way because they they both we see that those both patterns in both things both abusive partners and uh uh cult members but it's because it works and it builds loyalty in people but it's not a thing i would have picked up but it is 
you you can literally see it happening uh in his interactions um with the uh with Oswald the director mm-hmm. it's it is it is pretty interesting yeah i mean i think that's it is that you know it's very subtle insinuations over and over again and you you you, you put bring someone in and push them away bring someone in push them away mess mm-hmm. with them um and th- like it he even kind of outlines it to him it's you know it's about control but then he uses the same tricks on him to bring yeah. in and i think and then like i think that is the fact that you that is kind of the final piece of the puzzle for the at least for the basic core can see is the fact that this this rival organization clearly not good but they're also not wrong about necessarily about the what the department of truth is doing you know like yeah they, and i think that's the that those that little bit that one extra layer of, of complication of of cole having to face not just is what i'm doing right but mm-hmm. is this corporate is this organization is this group am yeah. i am i just as bad as the people i'm killing is there any difference and you need that extra layer you need that final last you need that final last kind of complexity to really bring the story together. And I don't know. I'm hooked. This is a, this is, it's, it's really masterful. compelling. It's really compelling. Yeah. It's excellent. It, it's just like 1984. <laughs> it actually, like, I, I mean, 1984, like I keep saying that because it's a meme, but you know, it is, it, I, I do think it has some similarities because you know, that, that was, 1984 was very much about cults and 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 the meaning of shifting truth and all of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I will, I will defend. I will defend my meme. <laughs> it's it, it is uh, it's not in in like inaccurate to to compare this mm-hmm. to, to 1984, but it's it's about you know it is everyone compares everything to 1984. And they're wrong. I'm right. I'm a big smart boy. Also, there was a guy with a big star on his face in 1984. <laughs> it's the same. It's the mm-hmm. same. The same, thing. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. He also ate babies. Fucking eating babies. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. It's dangerous. Can watch out for those baby eaters. But the uh, I was gonna I was gonna say something about some some something. I forget what it was. I think you were just going to tell me I'm handsome. That's what you were going to do. I say that enough. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I think I literally <laughs> said I complimented you yesterday. about. I don't think you did. I don't remember that. Maybe it was two days ago. It was whenever you got that jacket. Um, oh, yeah, you did. You did compliment me on the jacket. Um, you tricked me into buying. It's <laughs> such a good jacket, though. I tricked you. <laughs> I did not. Th- you know what's funny is I think it was literally made at the place that I used to work in Virginia. Really? Yeah. It's a it's Chase Authentics. I don't think it's actually vintage vintage, uh, but which is fine. I think it's like a, a, a replica, but I still think it's pretty cool. Looks, I like it. It looks good on you. Um, yeah. I was going to say that this... This no like this is a clear demonstration of how good Tinian has gotten. He's he really is just fucking like A plus tier. Like he's fucking up there. 
that dude is going to be a goddamn legend one day. This is this is incredibly good. Yeah, it 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 is it 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 really demonstrates um what what he's capable of, I think, and what, you know, you don't necessarily get a lot of you know, you don't get you you don't really get this kind of complexity when you read any of his superhero stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to because there's not really room for that in most, you know, if you're writing ongoing Batman stories. I, Tom King tried to it and everyone hated it. Yep. <laughs> um this this uh I don't know, just demon like I remember we read Tinian books when like five years ago or something. And we're like, this mm-hmm. is this guy has the potential. And I think this is that potential just realized. Like every this is on so many year end lists of twenty twenty yeah. and it certainly deserves those accolades. Tenyon has been consistently doing the work. Um, there's any time we slum it and end up reading um, some DC garbage, Tenyon is getting in there, making it palatable, making it less garbage. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to see the talent in what he does. Um the the dude is really good um and this is very very solid proof of that this if if this doesn't go down as the best thing he's ever written then that should make you very excited about the rest of his career because this is fucking this is top 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 tier this yeah. is some top shelf stuff this is this is what like this is what i feel like is what I I would, you know, like I would categorize as great writing in a comic in that it can't it it manages to balance a lot of different characters, a lot of different kinds of character voices, manages to kind of work as kind of a quarterback for your artist and yeah. manage to make all of this kind of stuff uh make sense all in context with each other and there's a lot of crazy things that happen a lot of pages in this that shift in the art styles and i think you can give credit to simmons on that um doing a lot of bill sankiewicz type uh mm. work it's it's very sankiewicz for sure yeah which is not a that is certainly not a uh insult um I, lo- I i love sankiewicz and this book it 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 makes it makes perfect sense and really works and those those certain pages that are like get like the more artistic pages like you look at the double page spreads in that one issue with the mom where they're like you know Amer- it's overlaid over an american flag with guns instead of stars and mm-hmm. things like that where it's it's just like you know i it, that is a that, that that's a type of page that i can easily go oh this is stupid this is wanky yeah but yeah in this book it gives context. It, everything works really well. Yeah, that context there's, is so important. Well, there's definitely there's definitely people that we have read that could do this almost. They could basically copy this, and it would just be stupid. Um, like I like how many terrible like uh punk wrestling or p- p- wrestling punk record store zines have you seen with fucking pictures of ronald reagan with x's drawn over his eyes yeah and that's in this book and it like it 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 like it, it has an emotional beat for me 
you know, like it comes off as creepy versus like normally I'm just like, all right, you're just an idiot. Like I fucking hate Reagan as much as anybody, but this is dumb. Um, yeah. If you don't give those images proper context, they don't mean much. They're just an empty kind of empty anarchy. You know, it's not yeah. anything when you frame them in the context of the story and the way that it is kind of referencing politics and like that, it, it that issue where they out this, where it's just, they're following these two journalists talking and like, and that's this, that issue is absolutely the one that is the most direct nightly news kind of mm-hmm. reference point where they, they might as they might as well be taking dialogue directly out of it. Yeah, but in this case, it it is the two journalists are very much like they outline here. This is the I have been given this privilege information clearly outlined with proof of all of these things step by step, starting with the the early 60s, moving to the modern day of outlining every one of these crazy ass conspiracy theories and why they make sense. And then the journalists also are going like, no, well, also, why am I being given this information and why is it so perfect? It doesn't make any sense. And that it's in and of itself is like such an intelligent maneuver where it isn't on a like a a dumber comic, a comic like Lightning News. The journalist would just run with this information and the story would be, oh, the Department of Truth has to stop them. That's what a dumb comic would do with the same kind of setup. But in this case... The journalists within the the next frame story debunk what they've been given, and then we get a further elevation of the plot because now it is we get a we get our main character having to make a choice about killing these two men who are literally in the next room, and it is you know that when we talk about him being radicalized, that is that where he's like you make a choice. This is your choice. You have to you know are you the good guys? I think so. And he shoots them while he's crying. And it is it, it it is very much like that gut punch that of like, oh, no, that's th- like the further that muddying the waters that what is who is Cole? What is he going to do? And how like how dark can this go? And that's the stuff that that's why it like it's, you know, that the that 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 kind of scariness where it's very much like these all these people are not none of these people are idiots they're all smart Mm. and there is no right choice and when you set up a system where there are no right choices like that is that is true that's true fear to me you know that's true horror you know they're like they have all these uh, spots where there's like you know a reptilian launches out of the shadows or the big, you know, the pentagram, this pentagram monster eats a baby. That's not scary to me. The scary thing is when Cole has to kill two journalists and he thinks it's the right thing to do. And the layering of the story to get to that point, really clever, really good storytelling, very good writing. Um, this, 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 I, I, I think I said this even when we read the first issue where I was like, I was surprised because I thought this was going to be a, like, it could easily just be uh, like an X-Files kind of pop, you know, a pop thriller, supernatural mm. elements. And, oh, there's a government conspiracy and et cetera, et cetera. And X-Files kind of, it never really got 
all the way there. It kind of withered uh, at the vine before it could make any real statement. Um, this is not doing that. You know, this, it, and it's not a situation where it, you know, uh, we, even when we talked about it in our last episode, we're going to do this. I'm like, we had, you know, just come off of, uh, we only find them when they're dead, where it kind of had this great idea and then it kind of like faltered in execution. This doesn't do that. This, this is like realizing that potential. And I'm ready for more. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, if you have yet to read this, you should like, there's no reservations on my part. Like, no, no, it's, um, I can't think of too much else that we've read this year. That's better than this. Nothing leaps to mind. Um, this is tremendous. I mean, there's something is killing your children, but that was also written by Tinian. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out this guy is, uh, Real, real good. That's that would be my runner-up to this, and that's also written. It's written by the same guy. So yeah, yeah, tells you something. Um, anything else you want to add, Eric? Uh, no. Read it. That's what. I, that's a read this book. It's good. Um, it's Department of Truth by James Tenney the Fourth and Martin Simmons. Uh, Volume One. Uh, next time in our book club, we will be discussing Ascension by Jeff Lee Meyer and Gabriel Hernandez Volta. Uh, it's a book I've been looking forward to read for a while. I'm excited to read it. Both those fellows are real talented. That'll be next time. You read along with us. We'd love you to. Uh, what do I do now? I say our website is handsomeboyscomicshour.com where you can find links to all our stuff through our Twitter. It's at HBC Hour. Our email is hands- at, or Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour and email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you like the show, go on whatever podcast app you use, rate us real high, give us five stars, and subscribe, and tell your friends, and do all the things. They help us out. They only take a few moments of your time. You know, i got to be honest. All the podcast apps that I use, I don't even, they they like obfuscate it now. They you can't even find, yeah, they can't, you can't even find where to rate uh, podcasts anymore. I don't know why. So wherever wherever it is, go look for it. Yeah, you can just dig in. Yeah, you got the. I, I, I just it just occurs to me talking to you about it now. Like I'm like, how the why do you even do that? But no, it 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 makes a, even one or two makes a huge difference. Yes, word of mouth and those reviews really help us out. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman and my website is RobbieDorman.com has links to all my stuff, all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel regrowth is out now. There's a link in the show notes. You just go click on that. It'll take you right to there. You can go Amazon and search my name. You'll find it. Uh, It's Crate meets Cronenberg near future underground lab. Uh, Akira shit happens in it. You can get it on Amazon, Mm -hmm. read it free with Kindle Unlimited. That was the original title for it was Akira shit. I mean, right? if, if I could title it Akira, actually, the first title for it was Trauma Tropism. It's not a good title. Not a good. It's not a good. Not a not a good title. You made a you made a good call. I think growth is a good title. Do you know what uh, Trauma Tropism is? I do not. Trauma Tropism is when a, uh, a is when a plant, typically a tree is suffers mm. catastrophic damage and then regrows around that damage. 
It's like a tree is split by lightning, but then and then somehow survives and grows to around it. So it has a big giant lightning strike right through the middle. Krakow. Krakow. Yeah, exactly. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, that's a really fun question. Um, I have started streaming uh, games and art on Twitch. You can find me on Twitch uh, at uh, twitch.tv forward slash easy good night. I do this in part to promote my Patreon, where I have started doing uh, Rizograph prints in the Rizzo Club. Um, with the intention of, you know, once the the Rizzo lab that I'm a part of stops being a nightmare to work with, um, that's not their fault. It's just hard. Um, you know, people will be getting monthly uh, print care packages from me, and that is on patreon.com forward slash easy good night. Uh, from uh, beyond that, my website is ericzgoodnight.com, where you can get all my other stuff, um, like Twitter and Instagram. I am known on both services as Easy Good Night as well. With that, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.